So the text for today that I'll uh, focus on, preach from, is the story of the visit of the kings or the magi. Let me get this out of the way real quick. We know there's three, king, or three gifts. Let's assume there's three kings, magi, carrying three gifts. That's the trivia question for the, every Christmas. You know, how many kings were there? Ten carrying three gifts. No, three. <laughs> okay, so the visit of the three magi. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, 1 through 12. This is the word of God. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, king, uh, from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked King Herod, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. All Jerusalem was disturbed with him. And when he called together all the people's chief priests and the scribes, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. Now after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house... They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense or frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations that reside in our hearts, may these be acceptable in thy sight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, the most resolved resolution of the new year in all the world, at least in all our country, is people resolve to lose weight. So, today, because we're an all-purpose church, you know, all your needs are met. Not true. A little tongue-in-cheek there. But uh, if I get to it, if I remember, you know, there's a lot of talking here, um, that I'll give you the secret, uh, guaranteed, guaranteed, how to lose weight, all right? So all your, all your resolution needs are, are, will be met right here. But in order to get there, let's look at the, the story of the Epiphany, the, uh, the Magi coming to uh, first to Jerusalem and into Bethlehem and see what that has to say to us. So the Magi are following the star. And I want to, every year, you know, this is one of those passages that you look at year after year, and, and you kind of have to come to terms with how come the Magi, again, three Magi, how did they see the star and nobody else did? How come people in Bethlehem weren't like, hey, look at that, you know, it's pointing at us. I mean, if the star is, where's that star? The star, if the star is anything like that, or if the star is like that star over the crash out there, and, and if that artistry is right, you have this big old star hanging out there pointing, how come nobody else sees this? How come nobody else is following that star? 
so, so let me give a couple of maybes as to why nobody else is following the star, but the three wise men from the east are following it. Perhaps it is, and I know we've gone over this turf before, but it's really important territory to go over. Many people say, and think they believe, which they don't, that seeing is believing, right? We've gone over this, which is exactly the opposite. The reality is believing is seeing. In other words, we all have a set of belief systems, we all have something that we believe in, and out of that believing, we tend to see what we already believe in. So, for example, as applied here, most people believe that God does really, really does not interact very much with us, that God is aloof, that God is distant, and they see all kinds of evidence to prove that God does not interact with us, with, with the people. And if you believe that, that God is distant, then you're going to see all kinds of evidence for that. However, if, like the Magi, you believe that God interacts frequently with his people, you're going to see evidence for that. And so you'll see stars pointing in the direction of the Magi. You'll see all nature pointing in the direction of the Christ. If you don't believe that, you'll see a star up there, and it's like, hey, it's, you know, a star. What's for lunch? You know, I mean, let's, let's get on with life. So maybe it is that the Magi believe, and out of that belief, they see. Maybe another reason is that, that they don't really think that God cares that much. Let me, let me play on this one. In this, in, in, you remember in, like, in history, when we used to believe that the Earth was the center of the universe. Remember pre-Galilee, pre-Copernicus, and all that. We believed that the Earth was the center of everything. And, and uh, you saw, because you believed that, you saw all kinds of evidence to prove that. I mean, you looked up in the night sky and everything was revolving around us, and that we were the center of the universe, and that was true astrologically and morally and theologically. We are the center of the universe. Now today, of course, we don't believe that anymore. Today, the mythology that we believe in is that the universe is infinitely expanding, that there is no edge to an infinitely expanding universe, and since there's no edge to an infinitely expanding universe, there's no center. Now, that's too much for any of us to grasp. That's like trying to think of the national debt. You can't do it, right? So, I think we've actually reverted. We've gone backwards. Now we think, not that the Earth is the center of the universe, I'm the center of the universe. And most of us pretty much play it out that way, because it's too big. I'm the center of the universe. And if the star is not pointing at me, I'm not interested. I want the star, when is the star pointing on me? That's what I'm interested. So if it's not pointing on me, what's for lunch? Let's go home. So the wise men see that, that God is the center of the universe and that God is directing people to the Messiah. They believe that and therefore they see that. So what happens? The wise men follow the star and they get close. The wise men, by the way, who are foreigners, God's own people aren't seeing this. The people of Bethlehem don't see that, Jerusalem. So the wise men follow the star, they get close, but they don't arrive. Now, this is what I see happening. The star is open and obvious. You know, it's like the big old star. God is open and obvious. 
It's just out there, but people don't want to believe it, so they don't see it. The wise men, reflecting their belief in God, are open and obvious. In fact, I'm going to suggest that as we develop the a godly character, we become more open about our lives and obvious about what we believe. Herod, on the other hand, who is a kind of personification of evil, he's a really wicked man, he is sneaky and secretive. So, the wise men, and this is actually a problem because there's serious consequences to this, the wise men come into Herod's court and they're like, hey, king, where is the real king? Not smart. You understand there's pretty serious consequences to that. So, king, where's the king? And Herod, who is evil and therefore secretive and sneaky, he goes to his uh, scholars and he asks them, so what does it say in the scripture? Where is the Messiah to be born? And the scripture is like Bethlehem. Everybody knows it. School kids who took Bible 101 know that. Bethlehem. It's not subtle. It's not like, well, that's the way you read scripture, but I read scripture. No, it's Bethlehem. Everybody knows it's Bethlehem. There's no other re to, way to read that. Bethlehem. That's where the Messiah is born. So evil Herod, secretive and sneaky, goes to the, to the wise men, to the magi, and says, uh, the scriptures say, Bethlehem is where the Messiah is born, this, this king that you're looking for. And this is my favorite part of the children's pageant, you know, when uh, you tell me where he is, and then who's ever playing it does that little snicker, because Herod is not sincere, he's secretive and sneaky. You tell me when you find this child, so that I too can worship him. And really, Herod has no intent to worship anybody except himself, and he wants to kill that child, and, and you know the consequences of that. Now, let me suggest that, you know, the wise men get to, to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is six miles from Bethlehem, okay? It's, it's, they're close. They're close. But let me suggest that the closer we get, the harder it is to get there. Do you, do you, that, that's not paradoxical, right? For example, can I give some for examples? I know, it's New Year's Day, long night. <laughs> um, if anybody asks me how to get to Cleveland, easy. Get on I-90 and drive until you bump into it. It's easy. How do you get to the Cleveland Clinic? Ooh. The closer you get, the harder it is to get there. How about dieting? Did I, talk, did I tell you I'd talk about dieting? Let's say your resolution is you're going to lose 40 pounds. First five pounds, easy, 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 easy. Last five pounds, whew, very, very difficult. Not so easy. The closer you get, the harder it is to get there. And spiritually speaking, that's true. So again, the wise men come to Jerusalem. They're so close. Bethlehem is there. But the closer you get, the harder it is. Spiritually speaking, lots of people believe there is some spiritual reality. In fact, I want to suggest that's all the rage. In modern times, in our time, everybody gets spiritual. The closer you get, but can you say that is the kingdom of God? Lots of people feel some spiritual movement inside, but can you say that's the Holy Spirit? Lots of people understand remotely, far away, somebody up there is looking after me, you're getting close. Can you say that somebody is Jesus Christ? And that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, taught you how you're supposed to live, 
died for your sins and rose again, defeating death. The closer you get, the harder it is to get there. Lots of people come close, but they don't quite get there. So the Magi get to Jerusalem, close, but they need to go further. So when they hear that they need to go to Bethlehem, they get back on the road, they see the star, and they rejoice. That's what the scripture says. Let me, let me pause for a minute. They get back on the road. They get back on track. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution, this is not a bad one. All of us occasionally get off track. Do you want to name how you got off track? We'd be here for too long. <laughs> get back on track. And when the Magi get back on track, in other words, they go to the Bethlehem, they rejoice. In other words, they're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I say that? They don't do that little remorse, then get back on track and rejoice that you're back on track again. So the Magi get back on track, they get to Bethlehem, and when they get to Bethlehem, when they arrive, they worship the Messiah. Now, let me, let's think about this for a minute. I want to wonder if when they found the Messiah, who's a baby, and Mary and Joseph, I want to wonder if they weren't just a little bit disappointed. Because what did they find? They found some kid and peasant parents. And that's what they traveled. I wonder if they were, I mean, that's not exciting, right? I wonder if they were a little disappointed. Play this out. I'm wondering if there's three kings, three magi, and back in the east someplace, they have their wives. And they said to their wives, hey, listen, we're going to go to worship now. And that was like two months ago. And, and when they got to where they were going to worship, what did they find? A peasant family with a kid. And then they come back by a different route, and the wives are saying, you know, I've heard of worship lasting a long time, you know? Don't be saying anything. But two months? Come on! So what did you, what did you get out of it? Isn't that what we ask? What did you get out of it? And, and the three kings were like, well, we saw a peasant family and a little kid. And, and we gave them all our wealth. That's what you got out of it? <laughs> I wonder if there wasn't just a little disappointment. But what do we read? When they found the Messiah, they worshipped. And how did they do that? They believed. They believed. They believed. In other words, they believed enough to follow the star. And because they believed, they saw the Messiah. And I want to suggest that when you see evidence of what you believe in, your belief becomes stronger. So they believed, and because of that, they believed even more. They found the Messiah, they found the, the Christ, the Anointed One. They believed, out of that belief comes obedience, obedience, obedience. Because belief without obedience is not really belief. They were obedient enough to follow and they were obedient enough when they heard in a dream, they went back in a different route. They were believing, they were obedient, and they worshipped. That's an acronym, by the way, for bow. That's what they did. They believed, they uh, obeyed, and they worshipped. And how did they worship? By bowing down and by not asking what am I going to get out of it, but by giving of their gold and incense, their wealth, their hearts, their minds. They gave. And in the giving, they touched. They're the ones that touched God. 
They touched sacred things. They touched the sacred one. They worshiped. They bowed. So let's review. God is open and obvious. The star was pointing to the Savior, which was revealed to all mankind through the scripture. The star revealing the Savior, revealed to all flesh through the scripture. Open and obvious. God is revealing his Messiah to us. God revealing his truth to us. All nature revealing his love to us. Our task is to respond, and we respond by doing the obvious. We worship, we bow down, we believe, we obey, we give our hearts to the one who has come for us. If you're looking for a New Year's resolution, that's the one to make. You will believe, you will obey, and you will worship. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I mention I tell you how to lose weight? Stop eating so much. It's kind of obvious. <laughs> Let's pray. But sometimes things are open and obvious. You are the Savior of all the world, and you've come in the flesh for us. And our response is obvious. We bow down before your majesty, before your beauty. We are your people. We believe. We obey. And we shall worship. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen.